right, Flagpole Sitta, getting you started today. That's the song by Harvey Danger. You may know them from uh, the early 2000s. I think um, that song accompanied a movie. It might have been Disturbing Behavior. I know uh, that one of the characters in that movie was really big about Pink Floyd, Leave, uh, leave Those Kids Alone. Um or whatever, or breaking the wall, or whatever it's called. That's the the lyric was, "Hey, teacher, leave those kids alone." Um, this one's going to be a short one. I'm on my way home from work, and I had recorded one uh, last yesterday, and I left it on uh, publish, and I didn't actually publish it, so the app freaking got rid of it. So <laughs> here we are for take two. This is the Southeast Third. I'm your host, Aaron Rollins. That was Flagpole Sitta, brought to you by 107.3 The Fox. Um, I've, I grew up listening to that kind of music that I've, I've always liked it. Some 41, uh, I never got really big into green day. Um, I thought American idiot was fun, but I just, that, that guy's voice, Billy Joel or whatever his name is. Uh, I can't remember his whole name. Their lead singer that, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just, <laughs> that's not my sound, man. Like. Chris Cornell's got a good sound when he's an audio slave singing like a stone. Um, and then uh, Show Me How to Live. But then when he did Black Hole Sun, I, I, I can't stand that song, man. I just don't like the way they did it. So, you know, it's 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 a little bit of everything. Um, it's a little bit of, uh, you know, variety in my taste because I grew up in the 90s. Um you know, the 80s were still very influential in the early 90s. There was a new wave of music coming out in the early 90s. Pop pop was taking a new uh, tone and a new look. Um, hip-hop and pop were kind of blending. And, you know, not that it, they weren't blending before. They were just blending in a new way. Um, and rock and roll was, was taking a new approach, too. The grunge era started to come in. Uh, you got Alice in Chains, the, the Nirvana, um, a couple other groups that not a lot of people really think about. But this this podcast is not about music. This podcast is about a podcast I watched the other day. Um, on Facebook, they've got these little clips. That's how I found Soft White Underbelly. That's how I found some of the interesting stuff on the Joe Rogan experience. And here recently, for some reason, I don't know why, Logan Paul has been popping up. He does a podcast, and uh, he had the... Um, the Island Boys on there. Like, first of all, I don't know anything that they've done. I haven't listened to any of their music. I don't know why they have so much money. But they've got, you know, like millions of dollars in jewelry. They had them on there, and there was some controversy about, you know, the, if, if things don't make it. And they thought that was insulting. Well, I would, why wouldn't we make it? You know, we're all real. We're authentic. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they've had to listen to people doubt, doubt and disrespect them. So I guess, that, you know, their meter was full and... They're just, they're just not going to tolerate any slights or any any perceived insults. So he had them on there. Um, they walked off the interview. And then they had uh, Takashi 69 another guy that I don't know his music. Um, I may have heard like a clip of it on the radio. I may have uh, heard somebody else singing it, but I've never listened to it. Um, apparently, you know, with his uh, snitching, all I know is, is that he went on the stand and he told on some people. I don't know anything else other than what I saw in the video and in the video he's not really explaining what happened he's explaining his thoughts behind it and he's pulling up these examples of why it should be okay that he did what he did but 
let me let me say this about his video. This guy's not just you know grabbing and reaching. This he's his thoughts are pretty well put together. He's got some strong you know arguments for for why he shouldn't be getting some of the the flack he is from the fans. I I can see the validity of his argument. My counterpoint to that is that those are arguments for somebody that's not in the gang life. Those are arguments for somebody that's an average person that may have been caught up in extraordinary circumstances and they had to make a choice, you know, 40 plus years or uh, make a deal, get reduced sentence and get to keep my money and uh, stay in touch with my family and stuff, you know, reduced sentence. I don't know how much time he did or if he did time at all, but uh, anyway, so he's talking about all that and I'm like, yeah, man, this, these are all sound arguments that a normal person should make, but you're a gang member. You... You were on the front lines. You chose to get up in them cars with your friends, armed up, ready to go blast. Like, you weren't going to go threaten or bully somebody, you know, and uh, terrorize them with with weapons. You were going to to fuck some people up. You know, he shot up, like, two, uh, two different targets on the same day. Or maybe it was the same person, just different two different times. Because his dumbass missed the first time or something. I don't know. I don't know all the, the ins and outs of the, the cases, but he got charged. Uh, attempted murder, assault with a deadly weapon, armed robbery, all this stuff. He got charged because he was on the front lines. And Logan tried to ask him, but he did the Takashi 69 didn't answer. He's like, why did you get on the front line? Why did you put yourself in those positions? Because all these other rappers that don't live by that, you know, they haven't been caught. Maybe they do live by it. But if they get caught, someone else is going to take the fall. Or they're going to make sure that they go out of their way to give that order to someone else. You know, so that they are not implicated in any shape or form. And they're going to take care of those people that take the fall for them. It's the whole um, Italian mafia shit, man. They did that same thing. And what I feel like has happened is that all those stories from, from that time, you know, there's interviews online that you can find of guys that, you know, they went to prison to protect some of the people in their organization. Um... But their organization, you know, they kept a lookout for their families and their money when they got out. And um, I think one one guy did an interview, and he was like a confirmed killer. He murdered people. And how the hell he's out, I don't know. But um, so you got you got those kind of situations, and then you got Hollywood and uh, the 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 quote from Hollywood, uh, the infamous quote for people that have seen Goodfellas. They um, they talk about this. They talk about this whole mindset. Today, you, you learned your most important rule. You never rat on your friends, and you always keep your mouth shut. So if you're going to be in that world, you live by the sword, and you die by the sword. So if you choose, especially if you choose, right? I mean, for some people that get kind of impressed into that, their family was in it. They, they don't have really many options in their neighborhood, like either I'm going to join this gang or another gang is going to, you know, jack me up because I don't have any protection, right you know uh, some people just they have very limited options they choose the option that's going to get them the most safety the most security and and potentially the most money so this cat here you know he sees an opportunity to get clicked up why he got clicked up i don't know but it was financially favorable to him and then he gets caught up you know doing gang shit doing criminal shit and then he flips and he busts the deal and i'm He's talking about, you know, I was looking at 40 plus years. I haven't even been alive that long. 
he was like 26, 27 at the time, or I don't know. And he said, I'm going to go to prison and rot while you are out here making money, doing drugs, getting high, maybe even fucking my girl, doing whatever you want. And I'm supposed to just live by the code and go sit in prison so that, you know, I can at least say that I did that. He's like, no, man, I'm looking out for my family. I'm looking out for my family and my money, and I'm going to do the best that I can to protect them. Because when I'm off, when I'm out of here and I'm not available for them to reach me and I can't show up whenever they need it, then anybody can take advantage of that situation situation if they want to. And, you know, like I said, a normal person um, would see the validity in that. But back to my original statement is that, you know, he's not a normal person. He's ganged up, whether he's still doing it now or not. You know, he was affiliated. Uh, what gang he was affiliated with, I don't know. And he's drawing all these parallels and using all these examples and metaphors and hypothetical situations. And I'm like, I get this, man, and it would make sense, but you're a gang member. And until we get some sort of uh, reformation in that whole, you know, uh, snitches and bitches all get ditches, you know, that's you're, you're going to have to live with the flack. Because you chose to be in that lifestyle and all of those motherfuckers talk about it. Whether it's on a rap song or in person. They're all talking about no snitching, no snitching, no snitching. And if you want a prime example of this, uh, something that you can immediately or quickly find, there's an episode of the Boondocks, the cartoon, um, where this kid's bike gets stolen by this fucking idiot, a grown man that steals it and runs off with it. Um, I think it was the voice of Samuel L. Jackson. And he's like, thank you for not snitching. That might even be the name of the episode. And the kid, Riley... He wants to be about that life. He wants to be a gang member. He wants to, you know, gangbang and, and shoot uh, people up and get in fights and run bitches and girls and, and, and drugs and all of that stuff. He wants that because the culture is appealing to him. The music's appealing to him. He wants to have that respect. And so to live by that code, what does he do? He doesn't tell the cops his bike got stolen. I mean, somehow the cops do show up and they're trying to take a report, but he don't tell them nothing. And he's trying not to. He's trying to tell them because he wants his bike back. But he's living by that code. And so what does that mean? Even though it affected him negatively, and I, I know how this sounds, but follow me here. Even though it negatively affected him, he kept his mouth shut. So when when you're in that life, whether it's going to be hard fucking time or not, you, you live by the, by the code. You live by the sword. You die by the sword. And he tried to, you know, write it off like, um, people try to tell me I knew what I was getting into. Well, what about other rappers and, and uh, criminals that got busted? And they're trying to cry out injustice, injustice this, injustice that. This isn't fair. Shouldn't people be telling them the same thing? And I'm like, um, I'm telling everybody that was in that, that you chose to either snitch or not snitch. You chose to get in that lifestyle. And if you chose not to snitch... I can't fuck I can't fucking judge you for it because you chose to live by that code, to live by that sword and now you're dying by that sword. But for those people like Takashi 69 that want to get on there and try to fucking blow back the smoke that's getting blown at them, you know, I'm like, "No, man. Just this is this is what that life is." And all the people that know it, that listen to the music, that grew up around those individuals that followed that lifestyle, X, Y, and Z, you know, all of that stuff. All of those people, they're going to know and they're going to call you out. And that's what's happening to him. And he's 
you know, he's trying to get all defensive, and I'm like, whatever, man. You can say whatever you want. The fact of the matter is, you snitched. At the end of the day, you're up there on that fucking witness stand in your little three-piece suit, and you're running your mouth about people. <laughs> um, and, you know, a normal person, like, let's say, hypothetically, my brother got fucking involved in some stuff. And um, it's like, all right, Aaron, you're either going to cooperate with us and inform us about your brother and all the stuff he's been doing, or we're going to give you 30 years of Fed time for aiding and abetting and facilitating and all this other stuff that they just throw on me. And I'm like, I don't have no way to defend those charges. I, I, I'm looking at 30 plus years. That's half my life. I'm, I'm going to die in prison probably, or, or at least get severely sick. And, and all my future prospects are going to go down the fucking toilet. Um, and, and my brother's going to be like, fuck no, Aaron, you would be the one cr- that's a criminal. Yeah, he's probably right. But let's um, just go with this hypothetical situation. If if they're like, Aaron, you've got to cooperate or it's 30 years fed. Motherfucker, I'm cooperating. Okay? And I, I might like try to slip him a note or something and be like, run! But that is as far as that's going to go. So, uh... You know, apart from that, <laughs> sorry, bro, it's game over. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. I'm not taking the fall and throwing my life away. But I'm not in no fucking gang. Okay. Now, when I was enlisted, I, that's not necessarily a gang, but the mindset is kind of similar. You stay loyal to the guys that are in your squad, in your fire team, in your company, in your platoon, whatever have you. And you you try to protect them. And there have been some times where I've tried to do that. And I've tried to cover for somebody that was drunk or for somebody that wasn't on time, you know, try to reach out to them via phone call or whatever. And there are times where I tried to do what I had to do. Um, and t- times where people try to do the same thing for me. You look out for each other. But, you know, I'm not in anymore, bro. If <laughs> If you've been fucking around doing some drugs on your leave, I'm not covering for you. If you've been fucking around and... You went outside the 100-mile boundary, and you ain't coming back the next day. I, I'm not covering for you, bro. I'm not. Hey, I, I don't know where he's at. He didn't talk to me. You know, he, he didn't tell me this X, Y, or Z. I, you got to talk to him. And that's that's as far as that's going to go. <laughs> and whether that's beneficial to you or not, I don't give a fuck. It ain't my fault. So, <laughs> just remember, y'all, never rat on your friends, and always keep your mouth shut. And then if, you know, the pressure comes down and you're looking at like half your life getting thrown away, yeah, fucking sing like a bird. Unless you're in a gang. (laughs) And that's all I've got for Southeast Third today. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Aaron Rollins. Take care of yourself. Drink water. I know it's not exactly hot season right now, but please just take my word for it. Drink water. Um, And let's, let's recap this real quick. If you're a normal average person and you want to snitch on somebody, I don't I don't see a problem with it because you're not living by that mentality. You didn't grow up in that culture. You weren't held accountable to that standard. But if you're in that gang life, that street life, whatever you want to call it, you don't fucking snitch. <laughs>